Blog Talk Radio. Moder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, and I am very excited today because I have a fabulous guest, Dr. Sharon Stroud, who's a speaker, author, and spiritual leader. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Sharon Stroud is a woman dedicated to serving the planet. The slogan, Think Globally and Act Locally, would describe what she has been about for the past 44 years. She is an author, international professional speaker, and a spiritual leader. She has served the New Thought Movement for 44 years as a spiritual leader. Dr. Stroud serves as a spiritual leader of Interfaith Spiritual Center Worldwide in Palm Springs, California, since 2001. She also serves as the Dean of the Institute of Successful Living. She is the president-elect of the International Foundation for World Peace and Research, in which she travels all over the world, lecturing at universities and institutions of learning, most recently at the Cultural Arts Festival in India, the International Congress on Art, Science, Communications, and Technology in Edinburgh, Scotland, Madonna University in Nigeria, Africa, the University of Istanbul Medical Center in Turkey, the University of Zagreb in Croatia, the University of African and Oriental Studies in London, England, Essen, Germany, Queen's College in Cambridge, England, and Oslo, Maryland, I mean, Norway, sorry. She has won so many awards, like the Palm Springs Human Rights Award, the Lifetime Achievement and Call to Service Award from two presidents from the White House, the Riverside County Woman of the Year Award, International Peace Prize given by Madonna University in Nigeria, Africa, the Palm Chesers Walk of Stars on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars in the Field of Humanities, Minister of Peace, Outstanding Service Award for the United Nations 100th Anniversary of the International Day of the Women, presented by the Women's International Network the International Athena Terra Award of Service from Palm Springs, and the Woman of the Year Gold Medal of Honor presented by the World Forum Federation. She was presented with the International Prize Prize in 2008, inscribed Daring to Soar and Creating a Harmony of Humankind by the Authority of the United Cultural Convention, United States of America. She's was awarded the International Woman of the Year in 2012, and so many more. So I'd like to welcome you, Dr. Sharon. So wonderful to have you on the show today. Oh, it's so wonderful to be with you, Robbie. And I just treasure our many, many years together, almost 30 years together. And it's been just a joy to see the unfoldment uh, that has occurred within your consciousness, your health, and your energy field as well. But we have a lot going on on the planet, don't we? We sure do. And I think you're such a perfect guest. A little bit about what is the mental state called peace of mind and more about it and the challenges and what 
How do we keep in balance, and what can we eliminate? You're an expert in this field. I appreciate that. Uh, in general, the term of a peaceful mind, you know, this is what we're all striving for, Robbie, is used to describe a mental state in which mental and emotional calmness prevail. It's a state where your mind is not stirred up by anxieties and worries that are going on in the outer world. And for sure, we hear about it. We're bombarded every single day of our lives with what's going on. We, uh, we can be concerned. We can send out our own loving energy. We can, uh, and I want you to know something. I do not relate to social distancing. I think that we can take it up a notch and, uh, because remember what Tesla said, if you want to know the secrets of life, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. And we're thinking in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency to take it up. I, I came up with social mindfulness. Social distancing is really, for me, it's like depersonalizing. It's keeping you, you know, over there at least six feet away from me. Social mindfulness is I honor the space between you, you and I. I I honor it. I concur that this is what's going on right now on the planet beyond the reach of hands, but forever in the heart, that we have a heart connection that moves beyond color, race, creed, sexual orientation, and political affiliation. So when I'll be, you know, referring to social mindfulness, for me, it, it says that it embodies it all everything that we want in our lives at this moment in time. So when we're looking at peace, the mental activity is phased down so that quietness and calmness can be experienced instead of being troubled by the past or the future and to acknowledge that our point, our point of focus lies in the present moment. And the point of power, Robbie, is moment because what is the past? It's a canceled check. What is the future? It's a promissory note. Today is cash. Today, this moment is the only thing that we can do anything about. And, you know, we have all experienced uh, fantastic mental states. We've all experienced peace. And, for instance, like we can, we can think about our vacations or, or when we were deeply absorbed by uh, a book or, or a film that touched our heart. And during the state, we were not troubled by worries or anything in the outer world. We were so absorbed in the present moment. Instead, our mind was calm. We had found that place of peace. And it's interesting, in the Bible, it states about peace, the peace that passes all understanding. So that level of peace, that level of calm is acknowledging that no matter what is going on in the outer world, that we have a center point of peace, that we do not give our power away to, that it's a place that's never been offended nor given offense. It's a place that is an absolute love and peace. Uh, I have a quote here by uh, Melkor Lem, and he says, but how can we calm the ocean to invite mental calmness and peace of mind into our life? Even more importantly, how can we maintain a peaceful mind even in stressful and hectic situations or during times of great despair and difficulties? And so what, one of the things that has really assisted me throughout the 50 years of me being in this way of life 
40, uh, in October, it'll be 45 years that I've been in the ministry, uh, is mindfulness meditation, where we, and the Buddha say, empty your mind. So we empty our mind of all the outer things. We empty our mind of coronavirus. We empty our mind of death. We empty our mind of dis-ease. And I prefer the term, Robbie, dis-ease rather than sick. Because if we're experiencing dis-ease, you take off the dis. And what is that? Isn't it ease? That we come on the other side of dis-ease to ease. And with so much going on right now, to eliminate uh, all the distractions, the media. I mean, I do not watch the news. I listen, you know, on my uh, iPhone, I've got CNN, I've Time Magazine, I've got uh, HuffPost. I look at what's going on in the world, but I will not watch it because I do not want to take that energy in. It, that, that energy is a lower vibratory frequency, and we know the media is striving on this sensationalism, and it's really unfortunate. And we've also seen some wonderful things that have, are happening. I, I loved it when I, I read an article, and it was about a guy who was up on his balcony, and he looks down, and this is, you know, you've got to realize this is New York City. Everybody's in clothes. He looks down, and uh, he sees a woman on her balcony, because he's higher up, and she's dancing, and I mean, she's just dancing to to the energy of the universe, and she's got the music loud, and, and she's just, you know, totally absorbed in it. She's lost herself in it, and he thinks, well, she's pretty cute, and I've been locked up here, you know, for quite a while. So he gets his drone out, and he sends her his phone number, and uh, she actually texts him, and they start this relationship where he's a couple stories up, looking down, kind of like kitty corner at her, and invites her out for a date. And she says, how are we going to do that with all of the sanctions? And so he has a table delivered to her with the white linens and the bottle of wine and and a beautiful meal that he has made and uh, sends it to her so that they can see each other it's like they're out to dinner, but he's a couple stories up. Well, the romance, you know, is evolving as I speak. And everybody, you know, has gotten such a thrill out of it because even in the, he said that his mother was his greatest influence, that she was so positive. She had stage four cancer. She moved through that. And I know how that feels for you, Robbie, because I know you moved through it because your will to live and what you have to do on the planet was far greater than the cancer that you were experiencing. And you can, you can attest to that one. So I was so moved by this. I thought here in the midst of all of the negative news and the things that we're reading, I mean, there are these stories of people that are, are creating sacred service. So when we eliminate certain distractions like the media, uh, the turbulence that, that is created in our own mind and, and, and eliminating the radio, newspapers, magazines, video games, music that doesn't serve us, but have peace and the energy of, like, I, I listen to meditation music. It, it, it calms me and, it, and it, uh, it's lovely and it goes into some of the classical tunes and it goes into some of the more new age tunes. But it's a calming influence in my home. And then I look out, you know, I I am able to walk up here. I live up on a hill. And so my front yard is a a prairie. 
and the mountains. That's my front yard. So I take Minnie and I go out and we, we walk and I do Tai Chi, I do yoga, and I do things that will serve me physically as well because we know it is a spirit, mind, and body connection. And one of the stories uh, that I just love and I've shared with uh, our community is about, it's an old Eastern story about an Eastern monarch who called in his wise men and he had a beautiful gold ring and he charged them uh, with a quest and, uh, and a request. And he said, I want you to have my, the inside of my, my beautiful gold ring engraved with something that words I can live by you know, throughout my life, no matter what is going on, that I can live by these words in sad times and happy times and joyous times and sorrowful times. I want something that I can just take my ring off, I can read it, and my mindset is in peace. And so the wise uh, ones left and the vizier left and came back a while later and uh, offered him his ring. And as he picked the ring up and he looked on the inside of his ring, it said, this too shall pass. So what we know right now, Robbie, is that what we are experiencing right now on the planet, this too shall pass. And when we really understand that this too shall pass, then we can breathe deeper that our meditation, and when I talk about mindfulness meditation, I'm not talking spirituality or religion. I'm talking about going within, emptying the mind, and just allowing ourselves to breathe. I mean, let's just take a deep conscious breath, you know, uh, and our, our listening audience, let's just breathe deeply all the way down from our diaphragm. And we know that breath is prana. It's life force energy. And when we breathe deeply, it creates such a feeling of calm within our physical organism. And, I, and we just have to be very conscious of our breathing and, and take our walks in nature. And if we're, you're living in a tracked community that you can, you can maintain your social mindfulness and walk your dog or walk yourself and just be outside in the energy and feel the sun on your face. We're very blessed in California. Uh, we have the sun, and uh, it's a little overcast today over here up in Desert Hot Springs, but it's still beautiful. So there are so many things that we can do, and we can eliminate from our lives and just acknowledge that maybe we need some do, to do some inner work. You know, uh, we, we need to cultivate a certain level of detachment, not take on everything that's going on, that we can and and I also absolutely advocate that we can't worry about what other people think. We've got to just keep our own counsel, do what works for us, and just keep sending out positive energy because we know the light penetrates the dark and the darkness doesn't understand it, but it is absorbed by the light. So to eliminate distractions, to not dwell on the past and to go through our own forgiveness processes because if people knew better, Robbie, what would they do? They do better. So we can't take that on. I always feel that if someone has hurt me, that uh, it's about them. People don't do things to us. They do things for us so that we understand that there is a human condition uh, 
and that we can draw the larger circle. And I just include that in our own growth and sense of compassion for those that we feel have hurt us. And actually, they have served us. We can turn it around. They've served us. They've allowed us to go deeper within ourselves and to draw that larger circle. So this whole thing about peace of mind, the peace that passes all understanding, the peace, the energy, uh, remembering that uh, it's about energy and it's about frequency and it's about vibration. What do we want to vibrate to? And for me, I want to vibrate at a higher level. So in our my social mindfulness, we did a Sunday service. This is our, you know, I've been doing the Sunday yeah. services live for a couple years, but we just have been doing my talk. The last two weeks, we've included my uh, music director and my student, who took all the Science of Mind classes, Fleet Easton, Prince Fleet Easton. And uh, then we included the reading. And we made it like an actual service that we would normally do and not just my talk. So people, we got so much positive feedback. People said, I felt like I was actually there. And I think there are things that we can do and, and to go on YouTube and hear the TED Talks and Sue Talks and all of the things that are going on on the planet that are positive, right? I mean, there's a lot right. going on that's positive. And I loved when you said that, you know, you were, you were sending out your, your cards, your virtual cards, which I'm very grateful. I love your virtual cards. And I love most, what I love most about them is that your sentiments are so genuine. And they always open my heart and touch my heart. So you have found within your own life that the things that you can do that will uplift you rather than depress you. So I think also, you know, one of the things for peace of mind, of course, is volunteering. But we can volunteer now in virtual ways. Like I, I've counseled, you know, people that are on Facebook. And uh, normally I would have them come in and see me, you know. But, I, you know, this is my way of volunteering my time and energy and resources, my vital resources, and, uh, and touching people's lives in that way as well. And, of course, sending out, uh, we have a constant contact, and I do send out positive things on that as well. So there are things that we can do, and we just need to just open the space and say, you know, this is a time that we need to get really creative. And when we get really creative, then we put our focus on what works. We build on what works. And when we build on what works, we create an amazing energy field and we create an energy that is full of compassion and is full of light. And we know at a, a very deep level that, that we're going to come out and we are coming out on the other side of this. And people will say, well, what about the deaths? Well, my view of death is that, uh, Ernest Holmes, who's the founder of our movement, he said, what is death but the impatient gesture of the soul to rid itself of a body it no longer needs, that there is really no death, that we change form, that energy is neither destroyed nor created. It changes form. And, of course, we miss the physical aspect, but the energy moves on. So those that have sacrificed their lives to wake up the planet, and I feel that it wakes up the planet at a much deeper level where we, you know, our values, 
precious values are going to shift and we're going to really acknowledge how much people mean to us and how much energy that, you know, they give us as well. So energetically, we have an opportunity here. And those of us who are awake to the opportunity step up to the plate. They give what they can where they are with the tools that they have. And it's about getting very, very creative. And, uh, you know, in my own life, of course, you know, uh, we take an offering every Sunday. We haven't been able to do that, but our Facebook community has been coming through and sending in donations, which I'm very, very grateful for. And uh, and I said Sunday in my talk, we would usually take a donation at this time for our Sunday service, but we'll just acknowledge that uh, right now and this moment of time that I just invite you, if you've received value, that you can give, and we have several ways that people can give uh, besides, you know, going online. There's, there's actually, we actually have a P.O. box people can mail to. We have a credit card uh, capability as well. So we're all in business on one level or another. I call it, I'm about my father, mother, God's business, and have been for 50 years. So we're just, you know, ways to get very, very creative and to allow the energy to move us in a way that forwards and advances ourselves, others, and ultimately the planet. And uh, in doing so, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things I've noticed that I think is going to come out of this is that more families are sitting around a a dinner table. They're talking to each other. Um, Yes. I I see hearts of people just, that people don't even know coming out and helping each other. Are you so, so good is coming out of all this, even though there's a lot of that, I think it's going to make people go within and really look at who they are and what they, you know, what do they really want to do in life? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I believe that a greater value comes out of every experience and that really there is no good experience or bad experience. There's just experience. So if we look at it as ju- as experience, that what comes out of, you know, it's like out of evil cometh good. And, uh, and that's a biblical verse. So what good are we going to glean from this? Yes, our values, I think, are going to deepen. Uh, and to, for families to sit around the table and actually communicate and actually be with one another, I think, is incredibly valuable. Uh, my daughter only allows uh, my grandson to, you know, look at, he's got every kind of little uh, iPad and device, you know, on the planet. And uh, he can do that for an hour a day. Uh, Actually, when he's in school, uh, she says only on the weekend, and that's for two hours. So I think that parents are going to get wiser about uh, communication, about heart connection, about looking what our look at what our values are, and that the, a greater good always comes out out of out of evil cometh good. That's just the way that it's always worked. If we look at nine eleven and how how caring everyone was after that, and then it wears off after a while, and then we go through the next thing and the next thing. And I think that I really feel that there's a collective consciousness, 
And out of this collective consciousness, people are becoming more conscious of what's important and the values and is, and letting the Earth Mother rest. I mean, uh, the Earth Mother has been absolutely raped and, and uh, you know, incredible things that have gone on with the pollution. And I've received reports that, that uh, in places that have been, in, including China, very polluted that with the cease and desist sanctions that uh, there's clarity in the air and the air is clear that the waters are clear. And this is also about environmental and what's good for our planet. We can't keep gleaning from the planet without replenishing. And this is the way the law of giving and receiving works that, uh, you know, we give, we receive that it's, it's, it's a very sacred circle. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that's good. And like I said, I think it's going to change the way a lot of people do business. Since You know, they can't go into their brick and mortar. They're doing more stuff online, you know, like online exactly. church, and, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can, I'm on Facebook, Sharon Stroud Timeline, Dr. Sharon Stroud page, and the uh, Interfaith page is Interfaith, it's the Interfaith uh, Spiritual Center of Palm Springs, that's, that's on uh, Facebook. And then we have a website, www.interfaithworldwide.com, so they can get in touch with me, with me through the website as well. My phone number is 760-902-3408. And so, you know, there, we have several ways to, to keep in touch and to keep that energy flowing. And uh, until this is over, are you continuing the online service and what time is that and how can they connect on that? Okay, every uh, Sunday. Well, I've been online for a couple of years uh, going live for my Sunday service, but it's only been my talk. However, we're including the songs and we're including the actual service that we, we have not included before because of the time constraints. But I felt it was important to have the whole service and have people have a sense that they were right, sitting in the service. So that's at 1030 every Sunday. Uh, we go live on my timeline, Sharon Stroud timeline, uh, because uh, we get the greatest activity on that rather than the interface page or even the Dr. Sharon Stroud page. The Sharon, Sharon Stroud timeline has a, a lot of activity and uh, we've already had, you know, uh, several hundred views on Sunday's service. So I know that we are serving uh, our sacred service is reaching many, many hundreds of people. And I feel really good about that. It not only reaches them locally, it reaches them globally and internationally as well. It's- Exactly. It sure does. In fact, we have a, a gal from England who's been sending in her tithes via, you know, via online on her PayPal account and just saying how much value she's received from it. And it's just been really wonderful. And I, I, my heart overflows with gratitude because energetically, we know that money is God's concrete form of substance. It's a means of exchange. So we don't work for money. We do what we love and love what we do. And the money follows. Money is just the means of exchange because we're all in the world. 
And uh, people think, well, you know, that spiritual people, they don't think about money. But it's a means of exchange. It pays our our uh, $1,500 rent at the Lieberman Chapel every month. It pays the music director, uh, you know, his uh, 400 a month. It, you know, I can go on and on about uh, the uses of, of uh, the loving donations and love offerings. So we've very much appreciated that. So I just wanted to put that out there for those that are feeling that, uh, gosh, this is a really scary time. Well, energetically, we just have to move past that and just get really, really creative, Robbie. We have 90 seconds left. So what would you like to tell our viewers to leave with them? I just want you to know that you are not alone. And that if anyone is listening that possibly cried themselves to sleep last night, I want you to know that there is a power and a presence and an energy in the universe that cares about you, that you are not alone. Walt Whitman said, in the faces of of men and women, I see God. And that energy moves beyond color, race, creed, and sexual orientation. It's the energy of life. So I want you to know, and all of our our listening audience, is that we're all in this together and that we have an opportunity to go to the next level. And we're called upon to do that, each and every one of us that are awake and those that are awakening. That's my closing thought. Thank you so much. We're we're just about out of time. I'm so happy that you were my guest today. And I think this is a message that, Everybody needs to hear, so I'm really excited. Thank you again. Oh, you're so welcome. My pleasure.